You're listening to KGLP 91.7 FM, Gallup Public Radio. My name is Emma Farley, and today I am very excited to speak with Gallup's own Rippy and the Silliettes. They're one of my favorite bands in Gallup right now, a family band, a dad and his two daughters. And I really enjoyed listening to their downtown Gallup rock session last fall. They're very popular here in the Gallup area and on the Navajo Nation. They've played countless shows all over the Southwest. And I believe they have some shows coming up this summer and some exciting new releases, which we will discuss later. But first, I'd like to welcome and introduce Rippy and the Silliettes. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing okay. I was wondering if everyone could start off by um, introducing themselves and maybe you could mention your age and what instrument you play in the band or instruments. Okay, yeah, my name is uh, Rippy Williams. I'm the father of uh, Lily and Lola. Um, I, I, I play bass guitar uh, for my daughter's band at the moment and uh, we've been playing since 2016. Awesome. So... How has the past year been for you guys through the pandemic? Was there a lot of practicing at home? Um, yeah, I, I took the, the girls' uh, music equipment up to Farmington. Uh, Lola has her drum set set up in her room. She has a keyboard set up, um, their amplifier. And uh, Lily has been playing the guitar uh, a little bit more than, than, than she has in the past because uh, she started playing the ukulele um, back in 2016. I bought her a ukulele back in 2012, gave it to her for Christmas, and she like looked at it, tinkered with it for about five minutes, and then went into her closet. And Not too much long later, Lola had uh, said, Dad, I want to start a band. And I thought, wow, cool. Who do you want to start a band with? And she says, I want to start a band with you. And so that's when me and Lola started playing at first Lola started playing the bass guitar and um, the bass guitar was just a little too heavy for her because she was uh, only eight years old at the time and uh, uh, she's like dad this thing is a little too heavy for me is there anything else I could play so we took a trip to Albuquerque and we went to grandma's music store and there was a little tiny Ludwig Jr. drum set a really small drum set sitting there and she, her eyes just opened wide and she says, dad, I want that. And I said, well, I don't have enough money for that. And I, because we went up to watch the Disney princesses on ice, we were going to spend a couple of days in Albuquerque. And so I told Lola, I said, I have just enough for that drum set. So if we do get the drum set, no trip to, and we're not going to do none of the stuff we came up to Albuquerque for, we'll just take that drum set up, load it up and go home. And she agreed. She says, all right, let's load it up. Let's go home. <laughs> and then from that point on, that's when Lola and I started playing uh, playing together. And about three weeks later, Lily felt, I guess, she didn't, she felt like she felt left out. So she pulls the ukulele, ukulele out of her closet and says, Dad, I want to join you guys. And so I didn't know how to play the ukulele, but I had to learn how to play it to teach her. And then from there, um, I, I actually had to learn on my own just to figure out the other chords. My dad just taught me the basics, and um, ever even to this day, I'm still learning like some more, like some new chords, and it's like pretty fun to learn. And do you think that you've inspired other kids your age to um, play instruments and want to make music too? 
Yes, um, I would like to um, actually, um, how would I put it? Like, I like to really encourage them with it because, um, because I, I remember when I got to, because I remember when I just first started playing, um, I got into that phase where I wanted to um, just like to just learn some more songs and learn more. And I think when it, when 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 a musician gets into that position where you get into that phase, I really do encourage them to like keep practicing, learn more because it's you know it's just really fun. Lily and Lola actually, uh, the, the Native American Music Fund, they used to have a, a monthly music clinic where um, a lot of kids from the reservation would would come and uh, uh, we would have, uh, like MUSAC was one of the big uh, sponsors of donating instruments so we can gift, it, gift them to the children that would come to those music clinics. And Lily used to teach uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of the children how to play the ukulele. And Lola would teach um, the, the kids that wanted to learn how to play the drums, uh, how to play the drums. She would set her drum set up and the kids would come up and she would play something. And then she would give the sticks over to uh, all the kids. They would take turns playing just like Lola would teach them how to do a simple beat. Cool. I hope that I get that started again um, after the pandemic is over. If there are any Gallup or Navajo Nation area kids your age listening right now, what advice would you give them to start learning an instrument on their own at home? I think for me, um, like currently, like right now, um, I'm, I'm learning how to play the guitar. And I know sometimes I get frustrated with it. And the best advice I'll give them is... Um, I, I know like some of the chords you have to do are kind of frustrating or, or you just can't get that one part of the song down. I would just say that just keep practicing it. Eventually you're going to get it because when I first started playing, um, I remember um, the G chord on the ukulele was really hard for me. Like I literally was really frustrated. Then ever my dad told me that too. He said that ever he was telling me that eventually it's going to be the easiest thing for you while keep practicing and he was right. It's pretty easy for me to play now, and um, yeah, just keep practicing it. Eventually, you're gonna get. Eventually, you're gonna get it. I noticed that when you guys were first starting out, you played a lot of cover songs, but you transitioned into making your own songs, your own original songs, and now that seems like that's mostly what you play. Um, what's it like to write and perform your own songs, and do you like doing that better than covers? Uh, yes, actually. Um, I think with me, I like playing um, originals more than I do with covers because it's like, um, because when I, because when I write a song, um, there's like so much emotion to it and a bunch of like, um, like, it's mainly emotions and, and when I play on stage and then like, like after we get done playing, I'll hear people say to me like that, that that's a great song. What was it about? And I really like that because every song um, I wrote, there, there's always a story behind it, and there's always like emotions behind it, and that's what helps me to to write that song. And just hearing people like say that to me, it makes me really happy. And like it, I'm not kidding, it makes me really really happy. Another thing is that when we play uh, um, the songs that Lily had written. Uh, if we mess up, people don't know because they don't. Sometimes it's like if it's a new song that they don't, uh, they don't really know, know know how the song goes. So there's a lot of times we do mess up, uh, mess up during our set, and yeah, and no one usually catches it because it's one of our songs. But if we did a cover song and we we hit a few wrong notes here and there, people would be like, "Whoa, wait a second, there!" <laughs> they hit a couple wrong notes, and it, it's noticeable. <laughs> 
Well, now that you're kind of branching into creating your own music and lyrics, are there any other areas you'd like to branch out into maybe new um, instruments or musical styles? Uh, I think with me right now, I'm just trying to learn the bass and the, and the guitar at the moment. So and I'm trying to learn how to play the keyboard and I'm interested in the guitar. So if I get the keyboard down, I'm thinking about going uh, to learn the guitar. And the girls recently, um, we, we, they, they, they released an album and the album has uh, 12 songs on it. And uh, six of them are songs that Lily had, uh, had, had written. Uh, three of them are songs that we had written the, between the three of us. And there are three cover songs on that album as well. Um, there was a, an actor who played a part in a movie called, um, he was a clown. He called himself Captain Spaulding. And so uh, when he had passed, um, we had written a song uh, in his memory called um, "The Captain." We the, the, we wrote the song called "It's an in, it's it's an instrumental with like distorted guitars and ukulele." Like you never hear that. You never hear like like almost like a heavy metal song with ukulele in it. But um, that that the song that we had written has um, and then there's like excerpts from the the movies like quotes that he says that are that are that are placed in the song as well. But uh, we released the album. It's called the Bologna Sandwich Album. And uh, we had uh, it, it's all uh, we re- all songs that we recorded. Uh, we have a good friend named Stephen Blackgoat who has who runs Goathead Recordings, and he recorded all those songs with us. And, and the girls the girls also uh, had stickers made, and they have bracelets made, and they even have pins. There's a little pin that they have. It's yellow, and there's a black bear on it. And then out of the black bear's mouth, it says. Um, listen to the Ciliates. <laughs> cool. Will you guys be giving those out um, at your shows this summer? Yes, definitely. Cool. Um, speaking of which, I know that you're playing at the Ancient Way Music Festival on Saturday, August 7th, which will be down by the El Moro National Monument. Um, is that going to be your first live show since things are starting to reopen? Um, actually, last year we um, last year we, we played um, in Gallup. Um, I can't I can't remember which building we played at. Um, we played in that one, and the second one we did during COVID was um, we wait, what was the other one? Um, but that but the second one we did was virtual. That one was kind of like little kind of weird for me to do because that is because that one is like something that I'm not really used to. So I think that would be our third show. Yeah, one thing that we're used to, I think, is having the live crowd there and clapping between songs. Sometimes Lily has the crowd interact. She'll like tell the crowd, "Okay, let's all clap on this part of the song." And and then so when we did the virtual show, it was just a camera right there in front of us, and like the sound guy, uh, the lady who 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 owned the building, her name was Leaf Ashley, and um, and uh, Kara Smith. So I mean, it was it, it felt did feel a little strange just playing for three people there and uh yeah we're used to like playing with people like right in front of us so you're excited to be on the stage again this summer for an audience or do you think you'll be a little nervous after some time off i think i'm gonna be really excited because that's the best way i like how to play like if you're gonna play like live it's 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 from it's front of people 
So virtually, that was just really, really, just really different for me. And I felt more nervous with that. I think when I think all the past times we played, I wasn't really nervous. Do you have any other performances lined up for the summer besides the Ancient Way Music Festival? Uh, there's a battle of the bands that we were uh, looking to join just because uh, we've we seen the one of the criteria is uh, they, they want bands to play original music. And I was uh, Lily was saying, well, we do have a, like I think the, the past year or the past year prior to covid. Uh, ninety percent of um, the songs we were playing were originals, and we would throw uh, a cover in there every now and again. But we know, like playing in Gallup, a lot of people like they want to hear the covers. Uh, but we were trying to steer towards uh, just playing uh, mainly originals because, yeah, a lot of the newer stuff that Lily's writing. I mean, I I really like it. I I I I, I was telling Lily, if you weren't my daughter and I I, I heard your band, I would definitely listen because i mean they're they're like really uh, the newer stuff she's writing is really uh, catchy she has a new newer new song called aurora borealis that she had written uh, a new one that they had made a video for it's on youtube it's called i hate to admit it and um and, and another new one called cherry pepsi cool is that something that you think you'll venture into more music videos uh, yeah, well, the girls, they used to use this really old movie maker on, we have this really old laptop. It's really thick. It's about the, the size of like like a Bible. It, it's, it's a really thick book or a thick um, laptop. Anyway, the, the there's a, a the 1998 uh, movie maker. On there. And so the videos that they have posted on YouTube were made with that really old version of movie maker. So we want to uh, explore some of the newer uh, software they have out there for making videos. Uh, but yeah, uh, we have, I think, six videos right now on YouTube and about 20 um, like live recordings of, of songs that, that, that we had uploaded. But eventually, yes, we, we do want to make, make a video for every song that we recorded. Awesome. I'll be, I'll be looking forward to it. And you said how many years have you guys been playing together? Um, wow. Five years? Yeah, it's five years. Five years. Um, if we could take some time to reflect back on some of your favorite memories, what's the your favorite or the best show you've played so far? I'm going to have to say the, the Los Angeles one. And um, there's there's one that we played. I can't, um, I can't remember what that town was called, but we, just, like, we were just driving through that town just really randomly, and there was like, some festival. Then... Um, Actually, we, 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 we weren't intentionally put, like, supposed to play, but I, I asked if we could play one song. I, I had my ukulele on me at the time, and and I, we only put, like, two songs, and I remember a lot of people were really hyped, and I really liked that one. That, that was the uh, White Mountain Apache Music Festival. And it was funny because, actually, you played about five songs, because the first song, the, the, I think the, the, a lot of the crowd was like, hey, what are these two little girls doing up there? Because the girls were, I think, 13 and 15, no, 12 and 14 years old at the time. And uh, Lily goes up, she introduces herself in Navajo. And we're, we're like, I think we were the only, only uh, Na- Navajo that were, that were there, but she introduces herself in Navajo and we, they start playing. And at first I wasn't playing with them. It was just them two. And then it was the bass player for the band that played previously. 
He says, do you play with your daughters? I said, yeah, I normally play bass. So he plugged his bass guitar in and he goes, get up there, jump in and play with them. But it was funny because everybody that was kind of that, they, they were just kind of sitting there watching the show. But by this, by the time we got finished the second song, like the whole dance floor was packed. Everyone was up and dancing. And I could see it and, and Lily mainly because she was up there just dancing on stage and singing. And, and it, that, that was really fun. That was a lot of fun. I would say the performances that I enjoyed would be Rock the Canyon and the one in LA. Rock the Canyon, that's a, an event that they have yearly um, in Chantu, Arizona. Um, I think they, they said uh, the first year we played Rock the Canyon, we played it three years in a row. The first year, there was about 3,500 uh, people in the audience. The second year, it went up a little bit more because uh, the headlining band was Soulfly. And then uh, there was about 5,000 people there. The following year, uh, Drowning Pool was the headlining band. And um, it was about the same amount. There was, a, there was a lot of people there. But it's funny because the first year we played, we were the opening band. We went on like very first at like 10 a.m. The second year, we been had been uh, playing around the reservation uh, so they gave us a better time slot. We played about 2 p.m. And the last time we played there, we played about about 5 p.m. And so <laughs> we've been getting uh, better time slots and like more time to play uh, as the years have gone on. And then uh, uh, the concert the girls are talking about in Los Angeles, that's the Rock and Roll Musat Carnival. They have that um, every year. Uh, the first year we got to play that was in 2018. We got to play with the Aquabats, Flavor Flav, Tim Armstrong. Uh, DJ Questlove, DJ Danita Sparks, and it, it's it's kind of funny because like we were we had only been playing for about three years up to that point, and like we're like whoa, what are we what are we doing with some of these big name acts? That how did we end up here? And I was telling the girls, I said it's because of all that practice you've been doing. I know there were some days that we didn't want to practice, but I would let the girls know, hey, if we want to nail this set during like when we play, we we, we need to practice. And then uh, the following year, 2019, we got to play the Rock and Roll Music Carnival. Again, we got to play with the Faux Fighters, not the Foo Fighters, the Faux Fighters. They're like a, a tribute band to the Foo Fighters, which and all the members look like all the members of the, the Foo Fighters band. Um, we got to play with uh, Tim Armstrong again. We got to uh, play with Red, uh, the band Redbone, uh, CJ Ramone of the Ramones. He did a whole Ramone set. Uh, Tony Cannell was there with Moby and they, they played a few songs together. So it, it was funny because like the, the three of us are just from this local area and um, like we ended up there with and all these like celebrity mus musical celebrities and like television celebrities were just there walking around right in front of us. And we did take a lot of pictures with with a lot of them. Uh, a lot of the if you want to see the pictures, you can go to ReverbNation.com forward slash Rippy and the Ciliates and just flip through the, the photos. A lot of the, the pictures are there like uh, Flavor Flav bought the. Um, the girls a soda and yeah he was telling them keep playing keep playing and like the, the way flavor flavor does he, he had that big clock that he was wearing and it's just a really nice guy it was, it was funny and just to that that we were there and he, and he was like clapping there's a video actually on youtube of flavor flavor like like standing there dancing while the girls are up there playing on stage that's awesome did you get any feedback from redbone yeah i actually uh i got to use the bass player's uh the, the bass player for Redbone, I, he, he lent me his bass guitar because we played right after they did. And 
um, yeah, they had come up and because we did, uh, Lily did say that we were from the Navajo reservation and, uh, I, I, I forget, I forget the singer's name for the band Rebel. He, he's older now. He's, he was like, he was in a wheelchair and, uh, his son is, 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 uh, kind of like the hype person for, for that band now. But, um, yeah, he was like, yeah, you guys keep playing, keep playing your music, get out there, uh, any gigs that you guys get taken because the more you guys play, the, the better you'll get. Um, and again, reflecting back on these past five years that you've been playing together, what's the best piece of feedback you've received from a fan? Uh, I think for me, um, uh, um, uh, I can't remember this guy's name. Wait, okay, his name, um, there's this guy, his name is Steven. Um, I forgot what band he was from, but I remember I met him like in the backstage um, at the Rock the Canyon. Then every he asked me this question, he said, "How long have you been playing?" I, I, I and I said, "I only been playing for like two years." Then I remember, like, oh, I really wish I would have wrote this down, but he, he gave, like a speech, and it was like the most inspirational speech I, I ever gotten. And he was telling to to never give up, and music is always was always there for him, and and to always write a song if you're ever emotional and like he um oh there's like so much things he went into but it was just it was just like really inspirational like you just someone not to give up on music or never abandon it it's always going to be there for me when i need it and he's right too uh, his name was steve and he played drums for the band black kiss um i would say there's this one time that we traveled somewhere to see frankie valley and we bought a cd and it came with meet and greet so me and my dad got in line and we uh, got to see Thank You Valley. Then he asked the question. I forgot what the question was, but then I told him that I wanted to be like him. So then he said, uh, don't be like me, be better than me. Then I thought that was awesome. And I think that's where originally we started the band from, because as soon as we got home, that's when Lola told me, she goes, I want to start a band, Dad. And I said, who do you want to start a band with? And she says, I want to start a band with you. That's when the band started. I, I think is what Frankie Valley said to her. Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. I mean, we we just love love the music. We we love listening to a lot of his songs. And I think originally when we first started playing, we were playing a lot of Frankie Valley songs. Well, now that you've played all these shows, I'm wondering if you've ever been recognized, like in the store. Have people ever gone up to you and said, "You're Rippy and the Ciliates." Yeah, me and my sister, um, we travel, uh, wait, no, sorry, we go into some places randomly and people come up to us and say, hey, do you guys remember us? Then we'd be like, yeah. <laughs> um, but, 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 but then after when we get into the car, me and don't know who these people were, but but then I think then I think like a couple of times we figured out that oh like oh they seen us at a show before then yeah yeah then yeah that show has happened before like um I remember we were we, we sat down at a restaurant one time at, um I forgot what the name of it was but it's in Gallup but anywho um me, me and my sister got like soup and the lady um just told I, I guess Mabel got only got water and she gave us sodas for free and I and she told me that that she know that she knew us she she saw us at a couple of the shows at at the arts crawl and i thought that was pretty cool here's a funny story we were driving back from uh, uh winter rock one time and i i was going a little bit over the speed limit and i i didn't know because normally i drive and i set the cruise control to the to the speed limit and all of a sudden i seen some 
police lights behind us. A police officer pulls me over, asks for my driver's license and registration. He goes back to his vehicle. He comes back and he says, um, hey, um, I'm going to just uh, go ahead and let you off with a warning. But, yeah, just make sure you you follow the, the speed limit signs. Say, okay, yeah, I'm sorry about that. He goes, by the way, I like you guys' band. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That Big perks being Rippy and the Ciliates. <laughs> Well, we've talked a little bit um, about reflecting on the past of the band, but I'd like to discuss what you expect in the future. Are there any goals that you want to accomplish as a band as we enter these next few years? I think for me, I want to write some more originals because like... um, because just like I said earlier, I'm, I'm, I like it when we play the originals more than the covers. And um, at the moment, I'm, I'm actually writing like like three more songs at the moment. And I just really wanted to finish it. And I remember when I was a toddler, I remember um, I told my dad one time that I want to like learn how to play like the instrument. Then I remember my dad just looked at me and, and here... Um, I think he was trying to teach me like how to play the drums, but um, I didn't want to play the drums exactly. Then, um, then, then after I see my I, a couple of years passed, I saw my dad, my sister. I guess like after my sister got her drum set, then I saw like like those two like like playing together. Then I kind of like I felt kind of left out. Then I remember my dad got that ukulele. Then um, I had to pick it up like like kind of quickly because because I, I just wanted like to play with them. And I, I'm kind of glad that I actually got to um, accomplish that goal that I that I got to learn how to play music and sing. Uh, that was like actually one of my goals. That, like as a toddler, I remember that. So for me, I'm like really like really happy with it. Yeah, and so the girls did. Like I said, they finished their first album uh, called the Bologna Sandwich Album, and. Um, these next songs that they're writing, I want to definitely get them recorded uh, because I think we, we we know of the recording process a whole lot better than we did when we recorded a lot of these songs in the past. A lot a lot of the times it was based on the the, the guy who owned the recording equipment, his schedule. But it was like when he was when he was free, he would come over, and sometimes we wouldn't even like feel like playing at all. But we're like, hey, he's here. Let's do it. And we would get up and record. But I think uh, the next time we do record, I want to record like when the girls are ready to do it and not like when when uh, it's when this, this, the, the recording guy is when he, when his schedule is available. We, I want to go in and uh, like do, do it, do, get it done how where the girls are comfortable uh, with recording it. And eventually I know they're going to shoo me out of the band and get another gal their age that's going to be playing bass for them. <laughs> Is that is that true, Lily and Lola? Yeah, we're yes. working on it. We, we oh, <laughs> we um, we did find a replacement. <laughs> Don't say it like that. Um, one of my friends. Um, I know how to play bass a little bit. So I asked her if she wanted to play with us, just in case my dad doesn't want to anymore. Um, her name is Kyla, and I think that would be cool. Well, well, well actually, we're, we're, we're trying to, well, right now we're still working on the recruiting right now, and <laughs> still trying to like help, like help her um, pick up the base. So for, for me, I'm, re- I'm pretty excited about this. So um, yeah, 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 we're still working on it, basically. 
Do you think sometimes you'll still jam out with your dad, though, even if you do get this new replacement? Oh, yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, And what are some of your favorite artists right now? What do you guys jam out to when you're driving around Gallup or Farmington? Um, I like to listen to Girlwood and um, this band called Destroy Boys. Um, for me, um, ever since I was like a kid, um, I couldn't find the music that I like to listen to. But um, ever like one day, my mom was listening to like um, this band, Vampire Weekend. There was just something about it I really liked about the band, and and I got to learn about the genre I like now. Um, so for me, my my and that's what started for me to like um, the music I like. Um, so for me, it's Vampire Weekend, Boy Pablo. Miski, Soccer Mommy, Be a Bad Doobie, Tame Impala, and yeah, and and the Lucy Dacus. Yeah, Lucy Dacus, thank you. Cool. Um, Rippy, you're telling me before the interview about a special B-side release. Yes. Um, well, we when we went out to the Rock and Roll Music Carnival in Los Angeles in 2019, uh, Tim Armstrong from the band Rancid um, had uh, watched our set. And when we got done playing, he approached us and says, hey, uh, I want to record you guys. And he wanted to record us the following week. But I let him know. I said, we're only in town for like three nights and we're flying out tomorrow night at 10 p.m. So he says, oh, man, I don't know if I can do it tomorrow. Because you know what? Let's do it. Let's just do it. So they sent um, uh, they sent uh, a, a ride for us really early, like at seven in the morning to our hotel. We got ready. We packed up all our stuff that we went to the recording studio. We got there. We got settled in. And uh, he let us like kind of just tinker around with a lot because there were like so many amplifiers, so many guitars, so many. Uh, and there was a few drum sets, but um, Joey Castillo's drum set just so happened to be sitting there. Joey Castillo from Danzig. I, re- I know him from Danzig because I grew up listening to Danzig. But his drum set was there, and Lola's like, that, that's it. I want to use that drum set. And I don't. Choice. Uh, Lily got to play through an, an old vintage Mesa Boogie amplifier with her ukulele. And I got to uh, use a real nice jazz P bass and a vintage Ampeg amp that they had there. So uh, we recorded. Um, Tim went in and he coached Lily a little on on recording her parts and me and Lola, we, I think because we had been playing for about three years up until that point that, uh, we were, uh, we knew how to play with each other. Like where, uh, she, she, she'll throw down the, the, the basic drum track and I would sit there and fit bass and write. I never really followed Lily the way Lily plays the ukulele. I always followed Lola's kick drum. So, so there's like a little unique, um, like teamwork that me and Lola had that, that, that we would play. And even Tim, Tim Armstrong commented on that. He's like, Whoa, he goes, I like what you guys are doing. He was like, you're not, none of you guys are following each other. It's like, you're all doing your own thing. And I thought, wow, that is, that's true. That's, that, that's, that's what me and Lola were uh, aiming for. Anyway. So we, we record at the uh, shipwreck studios in Hollywood and um, Tim Armstrong, Mike Muir from suicidal tendencies and the bass player for the band Pennywise, they started a new band called The Crew, and they released a new song last Thursday called uh, One Voice. And um, when they, they released it on 7-inch vinyl on, on 
uh, on a record. And so the, the, um, the song that the girls recorded is one of Lily's originals called one in a million. Well, we, we have recorded that song on our own with, uh, Steve, Steve Blackoat, but the way we recorded it there in the studio, I did something a little different on the bass. We, we, we did it, we did it a little different than, than how the, 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 the recording is like the, the one in a million on the bologna sandwich album is different than that recording. So the next, um, CD that the girls put out, we will definitely put that song on, uh, on the next CD. And so it was fun just being in a, a, a studio. The studio was so, so big. It was so nice. It looked like a ship. And it's called Shipwreck Studios. Uh, Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers used to own it. And Tim Armstrong ended up uh, buying that off of Flea. But yeah, yeah, Tim's going on tour this summer with Rancid. They're going to be, uh, they're going from the East Coast to the West Coast. What did he say? Uh, Berkeley to Boston or something like that. I forget. But um, yeah, and it, it was nice. So uh, the girls made friends with Tim Armstrong and Tim Armstrong is a guy that I really look, looked up to in my teen years, listening to that punk rock. And it's funny that like my, my, my kids, they, my, they, he knows my kids and my kids are like, uh, they, they know him. And I think that's just, uh, that's, that's pretty awesome. And, uh, there, uh, there's a guy named uh, Fred Armisen who is on Saturday night live and he's, he's been in a bunch of movies. He's in a, one of me and the girl's favorite movie called The Rocker. He plays the drummer in The Rocker. Anyway, um, when we get done with the 2019 Rock and Roll Music Carnival, that Christmas, Fred sent Lily a guitar. And so um, she got this really nice uh, guitar with uh, Bloodline uh, guitar pickups in it. Wow. And, yeah, we looked at the retail value of that guitar, and it was like close to like $2,000. I'm like, whoa, Lily, look. You got, you got this guitar from Fred Armis. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I remember, like, I think, like, after we, we recorded and after I got the guitar, I think with me, I was just in really in disbelief because, like, I just can't believe that that just happened. And, and I don't know, like, I felt, like, really, really shocked with myself because I always wanted to do that as a kid, like, like I mentioned before. And so just, like, experiencing that, I was just, like, I just couldn't believe it. Well, I wish you more great experiences in the future. Thank you to Rippy and the Ciliates for taking the time at your busy schedule to talk with KGLP today. Um, can you remind our audience where they can find your music as well as information about future shows, etc.? cetera? Uh, you can always find us on Facebook and Reverb Nation. Just type in um, the ciliates or either just put Rippy in the ciliates. Oh, yeah, we're, we're definitely looking forward to the Ancient Way Music Festival on August Saturday, August 7th uh, in... Uh, right, right outside of Rama, New Mexico. We oh, this this would be our second year playing that event. Come on out. There's uh, they're gonna have food. They had really good hamburgers when we were there uh, the year uh, prior, and they have a lot of vendors out there. And uh, the the other bands that are playing are are awesome as well. We we got to play with them uh, the, the last time we were there as well. Cool. Well, this has been Rippy and the Ciliettes on KJLP. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you, bye. Bye-bye.